0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You know, Marina was leading us in this thing of stir up your hunger and that God responds to hunger. You know what hunger is? It is a declaration that what I have is not enough. That's an uncomfortable place to be, isn't it? It's a declaration that I'm needy. It's a declaration that I'm not making it. But what do we do when we're hungry, but we can't get what we really want? What do we do? Eat donuts. Eat donuts. donuts. When all else fails, eat donuts, right? So I can't have what I really want, so I'll take what's right here. You know, anybody done that with relationships? You're waiting on Ms. Wright and you take Ms. Wright here? No, I mean, there's, this is a nature. And this is actually the whole heart behind fasting that gets a lot of focus during this time of Lent. Fasting is saying, I'm not going to be satisfied on lesser things. Anybody here, you have a real heart problem, like there's something really bothering you, and so you choose donuts. Anybody? Right? Rather than feel the pain, I'm going to turn it down. Numb it, right? Fasting is when I'm saying I'm not going to dumb the pain down. I'm going to declare you, God, are the solution. You are the answer. And I'm going to stay in this very painful place. This is the definition of vulnerability. Vulnerability is declaring I won't be satisfied by less than what you have for me. And it hurts. And it's uncomfortable. Keep that in mind. Whew, man, I'm just, it's thick up here. Um, we've been going through this whole thing since the beginning year of this whole thing of following God. What does it look like to walk out the promises God has for us? But we're also turning, and if you've been reading the reading in the bathrooms, there are lies on in there. It said we're starting a series um, after church on uh, rooted and grounded, kind of the basics of, what it, of this faith that we have. And I realized I don't, I don't want to do it then. I feel like we need to do it now because we're in a process. First of all, is anybody anybody know what happened when you take up one, one piece of wood and you cut it to five feet with a measuring tape? And then you take that piece of wood you just cut and you use it as your rule for the next piece of wood to cut it at five feet. And then you choose that one and you keep going. What happens? You end up with a two inch, five foot, you know, log or piece of wood. And that's what happens is we have to regularly return to the simplicity of our foundations. But also we're going to be having baptism on April 2nd. And we want to refocus on the simplicity of our faith. So if you have never been baptized, if you feel like this is the time you want to make a declaration of new life in Christ, we're going to break that down. We're going to be doing that April 2nd. So please see Masha or me if you're interested. But in the process, we're going to be reestablishing because one of the things that happens as we go along is, I like to say we end up with the, um, the annotated Bible. In other words, scripture, it says this, but I know it really means this. Anybody rewrote scripture according to your experience? It says, rejoice in the Lord in all things. Yeah, no. Right? No? He heals all my diseases. Not yet. Right? We put these asterisks, and so sometimes it's so important to come back to the simplicity. And so where does our faith begin but at the beginning of the book? right? The story, uh, if you're going to read a story, what do they do? A good author, in the first chapter of the book, they lay out the problem, the main characters, and they start the plot, right? And so if you've got Bibles, go ahead and flip open to Genesis chapter 1, which happens to be at the very front of your book. Now, we're not going to read the entire Bible this Sunday, don't worry. Um, But I'm just going to start with this. The first chapter is, of Genesis is these broad strokes it's kind of like behold out of the dark night with a horrible vengeance God you know it's these big picture pieces God creates the world you know he it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and now the earth was formless and empty darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters God uses incredibly general terms have you ever had a five year old ask you? Well, actually, when Danya was three, she asked me how a combustion engine works. So I said, Well, no, first of all, you need to understand that the, um, the, uh, the temperature at which gasoline will explode. No. I said there are these big metal things, and when they, they press gas together and then it lights it and then it push that the explosion pushes the things apart and when it does it, it it pushes the wheels to go. She got it. She understood that's how a combustion engine works. I was like, wow, and she repeated it back to me. I didn't tell her all the details. This is this. This is like okay, you're not gonna understand all the details, but generally this is what happened. And the amazing thing of all the the creation epics in all the world's religions, this mirrors what science tells us about the order of creation. Interesting. At the end of this, chapter, verse 26, it says, after God had done everything, he said, then God said, let us make mankind humanity in our image. Let who? Us. Who is the us? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is three persons and yet one nature. It's a mystery, but there's the essence at all of this is relationship. God is love because love cannot be love in and of itself unless it is poured out for another. God is love. Let us make humanity in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Now, you need to understand something. When I always heard that, I was like, ooh, I get to tell birds what to do. (laughs) That's not what rule means. Do you know that a true king is the slave of all? Because he lays down his life for everyone. He is, his rule means to set order in place that is a benefit to all. It's not having power to dominate and control. But it is to serve all. That the earth would be full of God's glory and his goodness and his love. But the great thing is, and if you've ever been bored in church and you started reading the Bible. Horrible thing to do. Um, you will discover that chapter two is this creation story all over again. It's very confusing. You're like, wait, I didn't understand it. You told this to me first. But see, this time it's told from an incredibly personal aspect. See, God is the Almighty God, creator of all things outside of time and space, and yet He is also come near. He is face to face with us. And so we have the creation described as God creates Adam and he forms him from the dust. And this time he breathes into his nostrils and he brings him to life. And everything's amazing. He gives him a job to care for the animals, to name the animals. Uh, there's a lot you could say about that. But what happens is God says for the very first time and every single time God created something, what did he say? It is good. It is good. And for the very first time, he says something is not good. Something God made was not good. And what is it? Verse 18 of chapter 2. Then the Lord said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now, I'm going to say something right off the bat. That word helper to me sounds like a little gnome who wanders around your house and cleans dishes. He is talking about Eve. Now, I'm going to get at some stuff, so you just prepare yourself. But listen, here's the deal. I'm going to say it, tell you something about that in a second. There's an interesting thing. I, I could go at length into it, but there is a strong argument that the word for Adam before um, Eve shows up is a neuter noun, that it was one person that God broke into two people. Ever noticed how complimentary the genders are? <laughs> I, I don't mean they give each other compliments. <laughs> Oftentimes, that complimentariness actually makes you not compliment. Why aren't you like me? I always, anyway. Mm, I'm gonna come the table trouble. All right, what does he say? He says this thing, suitable helper. So that word helper is not la, 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 la. It's not June Cleaver. It is this. Let me give you, it only shows up in this form. Everywhere this word is used, it uses like, like a huge army coming to your aid. But this particular form, this subset form that this is used, is used in five other spots. And I'm going to show you uh, four of them right here. If we can pull up Genesis, uh, Psalm uh, 33. There it is, 33. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and shield. All right, let's try the next one. All you Israelites, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. House of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. And one more. I lift up my eyes now. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Does that sound like June Cleaver? He's a mighty warrior God. When God said, I want to see, it wasn't that a woman would just be like, I'm your help. Is God like that to us? No. Does God? But God in his almighty power stoops to serve. It's not from a place of weakness, but from a place of power that we serve one another. And that's why Paul could say with confidence, submit one to another, men and women. We could do, we would not do wrong to hover over that for a minute, but I would simply submit to you, if you've been told serving one another is weakness, you're missing it. But likewise, if that service is extorted, that's also a lie. All right. Going on. So we, so here we have, we have Adam and Eve They're in the middle of the garden. Everything is wonderful. God now says it's good because Adam and Eve have been, they're like, you know, one person broken apart, right? And we have these, two, these two, uh, two halves, if you will, two halves of the expression. See, what we're, humanity is made in God's image. So only together do men and women together reveal God's image. This is why, for 2,000 years, it is a problem that the church has been single-parented. If men and women are not both present, there's a problem. Both male and female must be present. Now, what does that mean? Anybody who attempts to define gender so specifically obviously hasn't lived very long. One of the things, we'll sit with couples all the time and and after a while they'll go, well, I realize that I have a lot of, as a woman, have a lot of the masculine traits and as a man I have most of the women. Listen, in our relationship... You know, they always say women have like 30,000 words and men have like three. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I got the 30,000 words. <laughs> Listen, there is, there is this sliding scale, but there is a mystery that God has made men and women and they need each other. And it's not good when they're all by themselves. I've often said this. I gather together in meetings and it's usually all male pastors. And they come up with plans and nothing terrifies me more. I was like, can we call a woman? I don't feel safe right now. There's a way that seems right to a man. And we know how that ends. Right? But I would submit it's the same for you ladies. If you're all making plans and there's no man, there may be a problem. Anyway, so here we are. Everything is good. And I believe why it was not good that man was alone was he was self-sufficient. And I would submit that men and women, we cannot become one apart from the health of Holy Spirit. Because anybody found it's hard to value who is different than you? No? I mean, because if it was important to me, I would already be doing it. I would have already mastered that. It's not important. So you can take care of that. Part. Right? There is something about it that only I cannot value you apart from Jesus. And so here he is. He's built this in that we would need him to even need each other. Because this is the point. We talk about this many, many times, but if you flip over to John 17, when Jesus is going to the cross, he says the reason that he, is, that he came to live and die, the whole point of all of this John 17, verse 20, my prayer is not for them, my disciples alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, that all of them may be what? One. That all of them may be one, Father, in just the same way as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us. The whole reason why God made Adam not okay by himself was that he made us to be one, but not just one with each other. Adam was one all by himself, but one with God, one in God. If your brain is not hurting, you didn't read that. This is a mystery, and it is a mystery we will explore for all eternity. But this is the point. The whole point from the beginning was that we might be one with one another and one with God. So let's see how the story rolls out. Now, this is the crazy part. By the way, this is bizarre. For most creation epics in, in the ancient world and in religion, by this time, we should have a problem. Anybody see any problems yet? We've already gone two chapters. Anybody want to stop the book right there? Like just I, I remember as a kid, I was like, why? Why do we have to keep going? Let's just stay in Eden. By the way, Eden means pleasure. God designed pleasure. That was his idea. Now, the serpent. Oh man, right? So we have God, and we have man and woman, Adam and Eve. Everything's good. And then we have the enemy, right? So the uh, the serpent. This is the enemy. Now the interesting thing about it is is unlike every other religion in the world, when there's... The way that religions deal with evil is evil is big, bad, and ugly. Right? Big, bad, and ugly. In other words, it's usually you end up with a... um, a, the word just escapes me. It was a really smart word. You'll have to go with two people against each other. It ends up with a, a, a polar opposites, right? There's dark and light. Think yin-yang. There is order, disorder. There is evil and there is good, but they're at parity. They're, they're even, even Stephen. And maybe you've even seen that picture of, of Jesus and the devil arm wrestling. It's not a fair fight. Because see, God, the devil, we know... Incredibly, actually, not a whole lot about him. Every other religion spends a lot of time figuring out their evil. God's like, He's a serpent, whatever, move on. Like, what? Wait, wait, I want to know more. Anybody here allowed curiosity to take you to some places you had no business going? Yeah. Dante's Divine Comedy is exactly that. Let's go into hell. Let's find all about hell. And God's like, I died so you wouldn't have to. Right? But anyway, we don't know a lot, but we have a very real enemy. The serpent, he's called Satan, he's the devil. And there we do know Jesus tells us he's the father of lies. Well, let's see how the father of lies and his native tongue is lying, gets on. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Now, if you guys were reading along, what did God say? You can eat from any tree. Except one. So he's carefully taking God out of context. Anybody been taken out of context? How much fun is that? Right? So the very first thing is you need to understand about the father of lies is he lies with the truth. He uses truth to lie. Now, if I were to tell you secretly I'm a hippopotamus, is anybody going to buy that? Please don't say yes. Well, in profile, no. No. No, no, why? Because it has no basis in truth. A lie is only effective if it has truth. And so he starts with what God has said, right? Remember what he said to Jesus? Is it not written? Everything started out with truth, but truth twisted. Now here's the question. We have a problem. Why did God say it was not good for Adam? Because he was what? Where do we find Eve? alone. Hold on to that thought. Did God really say, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, but God did say, you may not, must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not. Now we're gonna if you fast forward, do they die when they eat the apple or the fruit? No. Eventually. Have you ever tried to explain a concept to somebody who doesn't understand the concept? You're like, it's kind of like this, but it's not like this. You gotta be basic. So he tells, he goes, so the devil gets in there, and in a place where God has yet to explain himself, the devil comes in. All bad theology starts when we are speaking and God is silent. When our curiosity, our need to know pushes us beyond what he's talking about. We may eat fruit from the tree. Okay, you will not certainly die. For God knows when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What did God say when he made Adam and Eve? He said, let us make them what? In our image. Whose image? Who are they like? God. Like God. But becoming more like him every day as they grow in maturity. But they're in the gap. So when the woman saw the fruit. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What's going on here? She was first, she was alone. Second, she's dialoguing with the devil. The third, she's following the devil to the tree. Oh, wow, you're right. When you let the devil talk, he will bring you into his reality and you will lose track of truth. Yeah, God is holding out on me. Anybody here you've been told not to do something, you that it's really bad to you, but everybody was saying it was really good, so you went and did it and then discovered why it was bad? Yeah. Yeah. So here here it's like, ah, oh, come on. How you can't know if that's bad unless you try it? I mean, You know, cut off your hands. See how it goes. Some people like being without hands. (laughs) What? That's crazy talk. But that's literally, sin is violating your identity and your person and your design. And when you do that, you end up hurt even if you don't feel it at first. Anybody here had a, a traumatic injury, you didn't feel it? I chopped off my fingertips once by accident. I won't go into detail. I didn't even know it had happened. I was like, oh, that was weird. Right? Like traumatic injury. Oftentimes we don't even know what's happened. But anyway, so God says, God says, don't do it. La, 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 la. And then she says, when the woman saw the fruit, the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She's now deep into the thought pattern of the enemy, isn't she? She's left the thought pattern of God, now she's deep into the thought pattern of the enemy. When the woman saw the fruit, blah, blah, blah. She took some and ate it, and she also decided to go back and pursue her union with Adam. (laughs) And she gave some to him, who who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves." Now, some will say, well, Adam was there, was he in that? I want to submit he wasn't involved in the conversation. Anybody have somebody in your life, but you don't give them a chance to be in the conversation? <laughs> in your head, yes, 3 a.m. <laughs> so, so one of the things I've found um, uh, is that, you know, God designed us for union And so he calls us to himself, but we're never just called to him by ourselves. but we're called with as a body, as people. And so one of the things I've noticed is if it's left up to me, I just want a life with me and Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, just me and Jesus. We can handle this. I mean, what is wrong? Jesus, everything, and me. We're good. Anybody found that in your life that's still not enough? So that's okay, because we have books. We have podcasts. We have videos. That's good, right? Right? Who are my people? Yeah, I got the library. I got everything. I'm going to study studies to show myself approved, right? Mm, it's not enough. Oh, I know what I need. I need to go to some services seminars conferences Conferences. you are reading my mail conferences yeah conferences yeah conferences there are real people there but i don't actually have to communicate with them or touch them so that's good (laughs) because people are scary (laughs) and and the problem is i may have a problem and what happens when i have a problem I don't want you to know about it until I've sorted it out and made it a beautiful testimony with curly cues around it. Sorry. Anyway, so, okay, it's too much, too much. I can't take it anymore. Ah, I'm going to go forward and I'm going to get some ministry. Through the laying on hands, I'm going to have ministry. By the way, all of these are very, very good. We have a podcast. We have videos going out. We have services going right now. You're in one. Okay, I'm not saying these are bad. These are all part of the puzzle, but stay with me. But so, so this is like the gateway drug that leads you. You're like, oh, fine, I'll, I'll do ministry. And at the end of this time, we're going to have prayer teams. You can go forward and get prayed for by people who don't know who you are. Yes, let's do that. Come on. Who's your, my person. If there's a prayer team, you choose the one that has nobody, you know, all of the above, right? So ministry, preferably anonymous. Wearing a bag over my head or something, right? Right? But the problem is, you know what this ring is? Anybody willing to guess what's the gap between me and Jesus in here? People. Real, live people. What's wrong with it? Broken people. Messed up people. I just want perfect people. Is that too much to ask? Safe, perfectly safe people. Yes. I will be vulnerable. Perfectly safe people. Thank you, Jesus. Only me. Okay. So, so there's only, but it's great. There's only three categories of people that I don't like. So one are the people, uh, leaders, because they are the worst. Leaders are the worst. They are the ones who perpetrate all the pain in the world. Leaders, uh, ministers, um, uh, bosses. People who are over me in some way, shape, or form. That's already a problem. I'm done. Okay. All right. Then there are the people that are under me, right? So those are like kids or employees or people I look down to on in general. (laughs) Don't make eye contact with anybody right now. I'm talking about you. Uh, Right? People I don't value. And then there are uh, friends and spouses, right? People that were on the kind of the same level. Now, here's the problem. Let me ask you this. Why do I not want to let these people speak into my life? Because they're not good enough. They're not perfect. perfect. They haven't lived enough, enough experience. I mean, foolishness. I mean, silliness. I mean, messing up. Oh, good grief. They just don't know, right? They may bring us down. Come on. Ain't nobody going to bring Huh? Uneven. Uneven. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. You don't get it. Okay. Let's get real. Can we get real? Oh, I love this. Okay. So I decided this morning I would make a, um, a, uh, a word picture for you out of this message. So what I did was yesterday I gave Masha my keys. And she then drove to church with my keys so that when I got in the car, I didn't have any keys. So then I spent a long time looking for them before I did what every man always does first, which was ask for help. And I called, and I called, and I called, and I finally got uh, Terry. And then Terry uh, came out and picked me up and brought me here, which every man loves to be helpless and hopeless empathetic it's a gift so anyway i'm in the middle of this i'm in the middle of this right here my failure so what do you do no no i'm sorry what do other people do when failure when something goes wrong what are our automatic happy reactions blame Blame. you shouldn't get there so quickly but i'm that's my personal favorite what else what's that Curse, curse! Panic, withdraw. withdraw, run away, complain, blame, blame. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, complain. Uh, what was that? Leave. Yeah. Okay, that's a good start. Like, I don't want to take us too far because I'm. I'm I. So I tried all of those for your sake this morning because I'm, I'm. I'm a go-getter. I. I just for you. I wouldn't normally do this. Immediately, what do I do? It's her fault. She took the keys. <laughs> you know, and the enemy, if you really want to partner with blame, he will make sure accidental becomes intentional. On purpose. No, that we didn't get that far. Um, uh, because then I realized, no, wait, I'm the one who gave her the keys. So now it's on me. But we were only gave her the keys because we were at the doctor's office. For uh, the vet for our dog, so it's the dog's fault. But wait, the only reason I gave her the keys was because the vet didn't come in for two hours, and she had to go out to find this signal. So it's the vet's fault. Who are my people? Somebody's got to pay. Somebody's gonna die. And this is how I feel safe and okay: is I find someone to blame. Because if not, all that blame falls where? Right. And what did we see when God shows up in the garden? Oh, Adam, where are you? What, does, what, what, is, what do Adam and Eve do? Hide. 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 Right? Hide. Uh, uh, Adam, where are you? Right here. <clears throat> Why are you hiding? Because we were scared. Because we were naked. Uh, when did this nakedness happen to you? How long have they been naked? Always. How long has it been a problem? What if, one of the things God said to me a long time ago, and he keeps saying to me regularly, is most of the problems I've attempted to solve weren't problems until I tried to solve them. Anyway, so here they are with a problem that apparently God doesn't think is a problem. But they've now created a problem out of their lack of a problem. And they go into this place, and he goes, okay. He goes, okay, all right. He said, who told you you were naked? Who told you? Who you listen to will determine where you go and with whom you will partner. Who you listen to. And what does Adam say? I uh, say so me, Which means it's your fault because you gave me her her. <laughs> the only person not to blame is me. In my fashion sense. Right? Like, oh my goodness, right? And what does Eve do? She goes, it was the serpent. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Blame, curse, panic, withdrawal. What happens right now in this moment? All these things do what they are, self-defense mechanisms that separate me from you. Why did Jesus say, why did God say it was not okay for him to be alone? Because he was alone. The whole point is for union, for coming together, for being together. How did this all start? Because Eve decided to have a one-on-one conversation with the devil. Now, I had a conversation with uh, a friend the other day. And uh, they were on the backside of having done something stupid. Anybody? And they were asking themselves, why did I do it? Why was I so dumb? I'm trying to make contact with the mothership. Okay, I hear people are like, I haven't been dumb in years. Okay, all right, but do you know what dumb is? Dumb is when you do the thing you know not to do because you know what's going to happen. It doesn't even have to be sin. It just has to be dumb, right? I know if I eat that donut, we know where it's going to end up. I'm going to be wearing a donut, right? <laughs> so, so in this, I'm like, I'm shocked. How did I never could have seen this coming, right? So in this moment, in that moment, he said, why am I, I just don't, and the Lord gave me a word for him. I, I said, you've been in a really rough week, uh-huh, and the lie the enemy's been telling you is you're all alone, and that it's up to you to solve everything by yourself, and by the time you got done solving everything, you need a little extra pick-me-up. The problem is, you thought you were alone, so you lived alone, and you tried to solve it on your own. Many times, we lack wisdom. Where is there wisdom? In a, where is there safety? In a multitude of what? Counselors. Oh, you mean the people on the internet? You mean the books I read? No, the people who know me well enough to go, you're an idiot. I know you. You're better than this. This is not who you are. This is where you stumble every time. But I love you. Right? People, I'm sorry. You, I have lived with you long enough to know all your faults that disqualify you. Okay. Who here? So anytime somebody speaks, we do one of two things. We either gather data and evidence to strengthen what they're saying in our minds, or we gather data and evidence to reject it. Okay, I'm just going to give you an example, not about you. I remember I was watching a pastor online. haha, <laughs> where it's safe. You know, don't have to touch people. I'm watching this, and normally he's been, he's been doing great. I don't know if he was getting in my junk or what, but suddenly my eye was drawn to the fact that I think he's putting on weight. So obviously I shouldn't listen to the rest of this. <laughs> Literally, I use some sort of weight gain that I know nothing about as an excuse to quit listening to him. I'm sorry, that just got incredible. Who here... So let me, here, let me get where I'm going to. With the kids, right? So I'm going around, I'm exploring all of these. But I, I did get a solution. Terry's coming to my rescue. <laughs> and while we're waiting inside... I start running around. I start trying. I was like, Danya, where, where's the, where's the, um, the uh, duct tape? I need duct tape to fix my Bible. At least fix something. And I'm, I'm running around. And all of a sudden, Danya goes, and this is not her norm. She goes, Dad, what's that? No longer slaves to Sphere song. Could we play that? The voice of the Lord soundeth in our midst. I want to submit to you, my immediate reaction was not, Oh yes, come let us worship the Lord together. (laughs) Submitting yourself to the word of the Lord when it comes through somebody you don't value is not a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Thursday we were driving back from a pastor's retreat and I, we were in squall-like rain coming up 50, uh, 85 for about 50 miles. And we were desperately trying to get back to meet Danya at the bus stop. And I'm watching, my ways is telling me how much time, and the time's going up as, uh, I'm getting tense, I'm getting tense. And uh, people are driving like insane people, not me of course. And um, anyway, and in the middle of it, Masha just goes, you know, we're just going to have to trust God that we get there on time. Has it come to that? Has it really come to that level where I have to trust God? You've been freaking out too. You don't get to speak. I have seen your weakness. You, faithless one. <laughs> wow. awkward awkward like i said i just did this for y'all's sake normally i wouldn't do this oh gosh no 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 when i said many times i and this is what i said to my friend because it's something i'm discovering for myself many times i cannot hear the word of the lord over my life because i'm looking for it anywhere but here And God will purposely put the word of the Lord in somebody else's mouth that I have reason not to, even there, uh, even that I don't value, that I have reason not to trust, that I reason. And He will not tell me. Do you guys remember Elijah? Not not Elijah, but uh, Elijah the prophet. Remember, he has a really bad day at the office. He kills 400 priests and then Jezebel wants to kill. Him and he's like, <laughs> he's depressed out of his mind. And God's word is, go get you a buddy. Go get you, Elisha. You're all by yourself. Oh, I'm all by myself. No, you're not. 7,000 like you. There goes my argument. God's response was, get back on the horse. Get you somebody to walk with. We want to pick and choose who God sends with the word of the Lord. We don't get to. We don't get to. We get to perceive it when it comes. But if we will dishonor the, 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 the messenger, we'll never receive it. And we'll continue circling in the desert. You know, one of the things we've talked about, and, and this is where feedback comes in really handy, because I've gotten some feedback from some of you all lately that, led, that, that the things I've said have led you to believe that I believe things that I may not believe. How would you know what I believe? Ding! Ask. Who here, you have the super gift of discernment and able to tell what other people believe? well it's obvious me and the devil have been talking and he only tells truth by the way the problem is you can't tell it's the devil just because it's true he always is careful to use limited data but one of the things is is that some, some of you all have perhaps felt that I don't believe that we have an enemy or take the devil seriously so I will say this. Who here was around in the 80s or 90s for deliverance ministry in the 80s or 90s? Wasn't that fun? So if you have watched horror films, then you've had the same experience that deliverance ministry was in the 80s or 90s. No, it's this idea, the whole goal of the enemy is to get us impressed with his power. He is a foe, but he's a defeated foe at the foot of the cross. He's around. He's causing trouble. He's messing things up. He's getting involved. He's getting messy. Listen, but but, he. when we make him more powerful than he is, we will become his slaves. And so it's important to know we do have an enemy. But Jesus said, so you guys remember when the devil came to Jesus in the second temptation in Luke, he says, he says, all authority has been given to me. Mm-hmm. Except, who is, who is Satan, by the way? Father. The father of? What? Jesus doesn't even bother with him. He's like, yeah, I'm good. We're good. I'm just going to worship God. You Take care of you. But when Jesus is leaving this earth, what does he say to them? To the disciples. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So I send you. Yeah. Who did he give all authority and power to? Us, his kids, to walk, and he, that's why he said, "If you ask anything in my name, it will be done according to his will, according in alignment with him." When we do what he, we can destroy the works of the enemy. But now, watch how the works of the enemy work in real time. You haven't done this, but but try to imagine what it might like to be like to be tormented. Okay, so here we have me. I'm kind of circular me. Suddenly, I have a conversation with the enemy, right? Hmm? Like Eve. I'm like Eve. So, so there, here I am. I'm having, it's me. And then there is a little, little thought bubble from the enemy. Masha's your enemy. She's out to get you. Anybody know that feeling? Nah. There's something there. I should probably explore it. Do you know if you dive into a thought the enemy gives, you don't find gold? Right? Keep looking. It's like you're trying to follow a thread, but you follow the thread straight to hell. Anybody done it? Right? He's like, oh, you want evidence of why she's against you? right any nobody blink twice if you know what i'm talking about okay right as soon as you start looking for evidence he's like roll up the dump trucks come on let's get it going let's go come on boom 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 so suddenly suddenly this thing begins to grow right begins to grow bigger and bigger and bigger and it's taking up more and more of my thought patterns right But what happens is, so let me just tell you this. Every single one of us, the enemy talks to all of us. This should be the best news ever. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I have demons. The devil talks to you. Be glad. Those thoughts aren't yours. Anybody have some thoughts you would like not to be yours? Okay. Actually, I'm trying to think of some I could say that won't actually trigger some of you or cause you to actually have these thoughts. Um, no, but it's like I had this for a while that I would, ha- want, I would feel this urge to veer into oncoming traffic. I wasn't suicidal. I was like, I could do this. It would be an expression of my freedom. That sounds stupid. Yeah, but is it? Like, right? Like, the thing is, when you start to dialogue with the enemy, you empower him. And the thought, which started out as his thought, becomes whose? My thought. My thought. So now it's my thought. Yay, just another brick in the wall. It's my thought. Now, what happens if there, usually, there's a whole series of thought patterns that come together, right? So you have a whole lot of different thought patterns that come together, they start to build together. Whether it's, um, um, you know, so-and-so is talking about you. So we'll throw that in. So add a little paranoia, right? So, um, so you know, what they really think is this. What they're really doing is this. What are, and you start building this. And what happens is, over time, <clears throat> if, it's kind of like this. Let me put it a different way. I heard something in our attic the other day. Anybody want to make guesses? Let's, let's go for squirrel. I like that a lot better. I like squirrel better. Large rat. No. Um, no, here's the thing. The rat, the, or no, sorry, squirrel, the squirrel, little tiny baby squirrel. Let's do chipmunk. Can we do chipmunk? Chipmunk <laughs> has gotten into our attic. How did he get into my attic? Mm-hmm. Through a hole. We all have them. Holes happen. Bad things happen. You lose your keys. Holes happen. Now, I have a choice. I can ignore. Let's go for ignore. What happens if I ignore Senor Squirrel? He will come and get his friends. Welcome. We are having fiesta in my house. Right? Suddenly, it turns out, I have a non-rent paying tenant. Right? Ignore. Ignore. Let's go for Ignore. Like, anybody done this? Just, like, fluff away the thought? Oh, it does And does it go away? No, It stays, doesn't it? Yep. Why? Because it's not your thought. The first thing I can do is reject it, rebuke it. You know what I do? I take that thought and I go, mm, Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And then I go, Jesus, they said this. What do you want me to know about this? But let's just say you come across an area where you've, uh, now the squirrel has started to reproduce. What happens when a squirrel starts to reproduce? It starts to produce more nests. And you start to see, it, it starts to flood. And where it started out as just paranoia about one person, it starts to be paranoia about everybody else. Nobody, right? Okay, and, and you start to develop. And so it starts building and the, this is what happens at this point. It becomes strongholds. What was a one-time visit from a squirrel becomes a home. And the enemy takes up residence. That, the word used in scripture is demonized. And that's when there is a steady... So when what would happen during uh, Saul's time is they, Philistines would invade and they wouldn't take the territory of Israel. They would just put a garrison there, a stronghold. And they would, from that stronghold, they would just run out and steal stuff and take it back. Take their lunch money on a daily basis. A stronghold means there's a bully living in your house who comes out and steals your lunch money every few minutes. And here's the problem is, it makes sense to you. Why? Because you already agreed with the thought pattern that the enemy has been giving you. Now, here's the part that really stinks. You want to know what part really stinks? If it feels really true to me, oftentimes I can't see it for myself. But do you know who can see it? Other people I do life with that I don't value. No. Who call it out and say, why don't we sing no longer slaves to fear, dad? because you seem like a slave to fear, Dad. I would submit that we would catch a lot of these strongholds being built if we would listen to the voices God's put in our lives. But a lot of times we let them build until they become catastrophic and our lives are collapsing, and then we run out and try to get a ministry or something else to deal with it. I would submit that the enemy is constantly giving us thoughts, giving us ideas, coming after us. And we're giving him room in our hearts and minds because we're not listening to the voice that God has put in those around us. Or we're isolating ourselves from one another. So, I have a question. Who are my isolators? When it starts to get bad, you isolate. Yep, me. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're first ones to go. We're like, you know, like, like, you know, it's like one of those things, like in a horror movie, when somebody, people start dying, we go first. Like, you know, don't go to the bathroom by yourself. Yep, that's us. We're gone. We're gone. The enemy always gets the loners first. Loners, we go first. Why? Just like Eve, Adam was, Adam was like, hey, where are you? And Eve's like, I'm busy. Right? In this point, my being alone will make me will make me slow to recognize when thought patterns are being built in my mind, when I'm giving room for the devil to speak into my life. But the minute I come to my senses, can you imagine? Remember what happens? God shows up and he goes, why are you naked? Do you think the story might have been a little bit different if they went, I don't know. Tell me. Do you think the story might have been different? really believe it could have been I know that because it's happened in my own life the quicker I come to my senses and recognize I don't like what is happening in my heart and mind and quit blaming it on everybody else the sooner God can begin to put his finger on the things that are in my heart that were never designed by him well I'm fine as long as I don't get around them they're the problem Jesus was so good that he slept in the storm. He was so good that his entire family and friends tried to throw him off a cliff and he was like, I would love to stay. (laughs) We give people too much credit. Sometimes they're just aggravating our demons. Sorry, I'll just look away. But in fact, that's actually God's grace that they aggravate our demons. Because it reveals to us what's actually happening in our hearts. Do you understand that? All by myself, I wouldn't know. Final thing I'll end with is a story I've told many times, but it's so beautiful. My buddy, Huli Mountain Man, who's actually leading the worship team, I mean the ministry teams at the Asbury Revival. Mountain Man, uh, he and his wife uh, were struggling in the first year of marriage, so she went off to Mama and he decided that was a great excuse to get to go camping. And so he went camping for two weeks, and then kind of came to his senses. I probably should. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came out, and he decided to get cleaned up before she met him. She was coming down on the Amtrak from Illinois to Texas, and he decided to get gussied up. And he went, and he looked in the mirror at the motel, and there was blue mold all on his beard from here down. How do you think it got there? For a, two weeks, he was in the wilderness by himself. And anybody know what happens, my beard men? Food falls down. But he didn't see it. And it began to grow. And he had to shave it. His wife wouldn't even kiss him. She's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm making out with another man. I don't know who this person is. But what I want to say is, is what happens when we try to do life by ourselves, we won't see the blue mold. We won't see. We will justify The the very things that are in our lives and in our minds and hearts. And when that happens, guess what? We need to go to other people and we need to say, When I was talking about ministry, you know the most powerful ministry is the ministry from the people that are in your life, not from the super powerful man of God, but from the people who know you and can look you in the eye and speak the truth of God over your life. I got delivered by Danya this morning, I was beginning to partner. But she set me free. I would submit. There's a time for large scale deliverance. And we're going to be talking about that in coming days. But I would submit. We need to be getting delivered on a regular basis. Because the thoughts. The arrows of the enemy are coming constantly. And if we aren't careful. We will let them penetrate. And we will let them build strongholds. And we will become slaves. But. And this is the part, what I started about with vulnerability. If we will choose vulnerability with one another. I'm not doing real well. Do you got any ideas? My buddy, I don't know why I keep being stupid. That's, that's uncomfortable, isn't it? But it opened a door for him to hear a thought he couldn't hear for himself. I don't know why this keeps happening. Why does this cycle keep happening? Can I share something with you? Okay. You know the only consistent component of your life and of all of your problems? Me. I mean not I'm not in your problems. Sorry, I just didn't want to point the finger. Me. I'm everywhere. No. No. And I get to choose who I whether I partner with God. And so if uh The worship team could come. I'm just going to lead us really quickly in something. Sorry, Pardon me. If we could stand. Father, every single one of us have areas of our lives that we don't like, where there are cycles that are happening, there are things that are repeating. And Lord, every one of us has people you've put in our lives that we've discounted. Lord, I ask right now that you would open our minds and hearts to perceive those areas, but also perceive the people that we need in our lives, that we've discounted. People that we can go to and say, I'm struggling in this area. What do you see? And we would together get set free. We worship you, Lord.